Joining us from New York is Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. He's the Rav of Gehillus Tiferes Mardachai in Cedarhurst. He's the author of a, a number of svarim about the, about the Holocaust, including the art scroll book, Darkness at Dawn. Welcome, Rabbi Daniel. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Good morning. We want to speak about the Warsaw Ghetto. And, you know, it's, it's a resistance that became enshrined by, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, certainly by the secular Israelis as a sign of heroism and, you know, how <clears throat> unarmed, a group of unarmed, you know, basically against the might of the German army and how long they kept them at bay at great sacrifice. And uh, it was done, L'choy Ral Piatzaskidolem, they say Rabbi Nachem Zemba, the Kajiglavarov, Rav David Kahana was there. And um, I understand that your grandfather was in the advisor, or not the advisor, was the Majbak, Mishamish Bakaydis, by Rebbe Nachem Zemba during this period. Can you tell us what your family, what the Kabbalah is, Ishbitish in your family, about what transpired there? Look, uh, look, thank you for the opportunity just to share some uh, very personal memories of what my grandfather told, told me personally. I heard this from him many times. Um, my grandfather revered Rav Nachum Zemba. My grandfather was a resident of Varsha. He had smicha from the Varsha of Rav, Rav Shlomo before the war. Um, he was very close with older Rabbanim in Warsaw. Uh, at the time, as he mentioned, there were three great Gaine Oilam, Rav Shimshin Stakhammer, Rav Menachem Zemba, and Rav David Kahana Shapiro, who he was the, the third, the Rav David Kahana Shapiro was the youngest among them. And uh, we'll, we'll speak about, they were given the opportunity to flee, but uh, Rav Menachem Zemba was the preeminent uh, God of Adar. My grandfather always described Rav Menachem Zemba's house looked like. Uh, Rav Zemba had more than 10,000 pages of Chidushe Torah. He had a svarim shrunk behind his chair, not filled with svarim, filled with his own personal manuscripts, um, a commentary on the entire Rambam called Machse HaMelech, uh, and a commentary on the entire Yushalmi called Menachem Yushalayim, hundreds of tshuvas, chidushim, on the entire Bavli, Shulchan Aruch, and the entire Medrash. So Menachem Zemba was offered to be the Rashiva of uh, Chachmi Lublin after Mayor Shapiro, who's offered to be chief rabbi of Jerusalem, he was the Gadol Adar, and he was the number one address to every pressing Shiloh in those very dark times. Look, this is a matter of considerable controversy, and it's important and they to say, understand by the way, why. They say yeah. that his, he had 19, 19 volumes of Chidushim on the Rambam that were buried in the Warsaw Ghetto, and they could not be found. And I understand many attempts yeah, were, were made to find the, the writings. of. And his, he was a big correspondent with the Ragitsheva, who considered him an equal, amazingly, as, as well as Ramea Simcha, the Meshachachma. And, and, and another point that my grandfather would, would, would make, and I, I want a very important to convey, is you know, all those names you mentioned are, are you know, brilliant luminaries. The Midois of Ramanachim Zemba, I, I heard that he would go to the, the Garabas Tishim and he would sit in the crowd like anybody else. After one Tisha lasted many hours, the person behind him had his elbow dug into Amnachim Zemba's back for hours. And after he saw, saw what he did to Amnachim Zemba for hours, he said, Shuldigmir, I'm so sorry. Amnachim Zemba said, no, when we, when we stand in front of the Rebbe, we're all equal. 
so he, he his midos were otherworldly, and he was offered, by the way, men- to be he was he was offered to be the rav of Yerushalayim. Yes. Right after uh, after was it was, <laughs> was after Rav Zanenfeld, but, 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 but whatever he was offered to be rav Yerushalayim. He was also like you say offered to be Rashiv and Chachmei Leblin. Yeah, I and and uh, besides my grandfather being a bendais by Menachem Zemba, my grandfather was also best best friends with Menachem Zemba's two nephews, Avram Zemba and Itzemayer Zemba, who were both um, big Talmud Chachamim. Uh, incredibly, my grandfather was with Avram Zemba in Auschwitz, and uh, Avram Zemba passed away 50 years ago, and my grandfather. And his best friend of them were buried on the exact same day, third day of Pesach, 50 years apart. But in any event... Well, by the way, um, one, more, one, meant, one, one more note, our listeners, Shailon here. Rabbi Chaim yeah. served as the chairman of the Mayetzes. He said he would only do it if Rabbi Menachem Zem would do it in partnership. Rabbi Menachem Zem was only 45 years old at the time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. He was the one who spoke at the third Knesset. He was the keynote spoke, uh, speaker. He spoke twice in front of the entire crowd. It was considered the, the, the address at the thing was the address of Rabbi Nachman. Just to give people who never heard of him because he, he was killed. He was gunned down on, in yeah. the Warsaw Ghetto, right? He, he left, yeah, his yeah. children were killed. He, his, he, his, his, his he son didn't have was, any surviving heirs. And his, his son was a with the it was a machutin with the Chabina Rav, but his kids were killed. And there's no surviving grandchild in the world of Rabbi Nachman Zemba. No, no. The only thing we no. have from him really is is Tzai Shabbos. Yeah, and Tzai Shabbos. So, um, as you mentioned, it's a point of considerable controversy, and for good reason. Look, Elav Arechav, Elav Asusim, Ba'anachman B'Shem Hashem Lekena Nazker. We never pride ourselves in physical arm and and uh, physical resistance. And there were uh, great rabbanim who were students from Menachem Zemba. Rav Simcha Elberg held that there's no way Rav Menachem Zemba endorsed the uprising. However, all I could say is, and, you know, I'm not willing to enter controversy, but my grandfather was there. Not only was he there, he was Rav Menachem Zemba's lookout during the uprising. And my grandfather says, certainly, Rav Nachum Zemba held it was a matter of Kiddush Hashem. This is reported in writing by Rabbi Feingold. Uh, he writes in 1942, That's what uh, Rav Feingold reports. Of course, everybody knows uh Rabbi Hill Zeidman, likewise, said uh, Rabbi Nachum Zemba held that we could not go voluntarily. We needed to resist. We fooled ourselves into thinking that uh, they wouldn't, uh, the outcome wouldn't have been as it was. Actually, my grandfather had a remarkable vision. He just passed away, Rabbi David, last year at 106 years old. And he said the hardest part about turning 100 was seeing the Rashi Oisiyas. So he had a remarkable vision, and he was Rabbi Nachum Zemba's uh, lookout during the uprising. So one way they say that you could reconcile what uh, Rabbi Simcha Elberg maintained, that Rabbi Nachum Zemba did not support the uprising with Explain what the other the debate. Him. Explain the debate. Why should you or why shouldn't you? What were the two sides? Uh, what what did Rabbi Elberg think and Rabbi Henkin, et cetera? <laughs> why were they opposed to the Warsaw, the Warsaw uprising? 
I'll tell you the truth. I'm not here to provide a halachic um, discussion about that that issue. I'm here to tell you the facts based on what my grandfather said. That what is said, what is reported as to why Stern Gedolim felt from from the outside it wouldn't have been uh, proper is because maybe infuriated the Germans and it just um, it hastened the liquidation of the Warsaw Ghetto. Um, but for those who were there and for those who were present, there was a shift in attitude, and this is a very important Nakuda, between pre-1942 and post-1942. And this is something we see in the writings of the Piyatsefna. Pre-1942, Piyatsefna Rebbe told us Hasidim, have bitachain, have faith. This is not a new phenomenon. We have to understand the tragedies and, and the difficulties in the context of 2,000 years of Golas. This is nothing new. We've been through Chorim Beis HaMikdash. We've been through Crusades. We've been through Inquisition. And this is just another chapter. We've, you know, been there, done that. But in 1942, when the Germans began the systematic liquidation of European Jewry, the Piazzetzna Rebbe amended his writings, and he said, everything I wrote was Ad Khan, but Mikan Olahala, now what we see, Loi Shama Kamayu, the Jewish people have never experienced anything similar, comparable to this mass extermination. And it's suggested that it's, it was under these new conditions that while typically, you know, armed resistance was not the traditional Jewish approach to, uh, to dealing with the Gullahs, we usually tried um, more discreet diplomatic measures. But, you know, um, uncalled for times, called for uncalled for measures. This was something that Menachem Zemba viewed perhaps as a Hayra Shah because of this, this experience that was tr- just fundamentally and dramatically different than anything we ever experienced before. So Menachem Zemba said, this is Mohammed's Mitzvah. And look, um, you know, the answer of Elberg, what, you know, Bar-Kaichel was also a revolt and Rabbi Kiva supported that. So... Uh, Rabbi Elberg said, well, that was different. That was in Eretz Yisrael. That was defending their homeland. This was in the Gullahs. And that may have been the traditional approach until 1942. So again, you know, I'll leave, uh, I'll leave the debate to people much greater than myself. I'm just uh, reporting for the sake of historical record what my grandfather told me, what he told our family, what he spoke about publicly, what he wrote about, what he published. And it's important to know that that uh, many of not only the students from Nachum Zemba, but those who were with him, they did maintain that Nachum Zemba, at least in those trying times, held there was an element of Hayra Shah. So, um, and this is something I wrote about in um, in uh, the article book, The Darkness and the Dawn. Um, and as we mentioned, there were there were three Gedolim there in the Warsaw Ghetto. Uh, you had Rav Shimshin Stockhammer, uh, Rav Nachem Zemba, and Rav Davikana Shapiro. And I will tell you, I had a great-grandfather who was in the Warsaw Ghetto. My great-grandfather, um, my grandfather's father-in-law, who he was not his father-in-law at the time, was the last Rav of the city of Sachachav. His name was Rav Yudoleib Volman, Hashem Yimkam Damai. And he was the last Rav of the city of Sachachav. He was a Talmud of Shem Shmuel. He was taken to the Warsaw Ghetto, and he was given an opportunity to save his skin, to, to survive. The Aguda was going to rescue him, 
and bring him to America, and they were going to carve out a new position for him, chief rabbi of the United States of America, first time that they would have that position. And he turned them down. And he said he's a, he's a Raya Neman, he's a, he's a faithful shepherd to his kehillah. Much of Sachachev was taken to the Warsaw Ghetto, and he would not save his life and leave his kehillah behind. And this is one of the great dilemmas of the Warsaw Ghetto. Uh, 1943, April 19th, 1943, there was an official uh, court case with Rav Shimshin Stockhammer, Rav Nachum Zemba, Rav Davikana Shapiro. They had uh, gotten word from the uh, Judenrat that the Catholic Church of Warsaw were going to uh, save these three Gedolim, and they had 24 hours to escape. And they convened the Bezdin, <clears throat> and because it's Dine Nefashai, so Poitzchum and Rav David Kahana Shapiro spoke up, and he said, we cannot run away. Um, we can't abandon the people in the darkest hour. We have to encourage them. We have to strengthen them. Uh, could we run from the Almighty? The same God who's found here will be found outside. And those are the words of Rav David Kahana Shapiro. And Rav Shtakhammer and Rav Nachum Zemba could not comment there's nothing left to say. Rabbi Menachem Zemel said, There's no, let there be no further discussion. Tell the Judenrat, we're not leaving. And that was the psak of this, <laughs> the haunting court case of April 19th, 1943. My grandfather was present in uh, the ghetto at the time. Um, and this is a matter of considerable halachic debate. Uh, this is a question posed to the Chinesh, uh, many by many G'daylam. What should we do? Should we leave our communities or should we save our life? And Chazoynish did not answer directly. Instead, he would always point to a Drushas Chassam Seifer. And the Drushas Chassam Seifer has a very lengthy, in-depth analysis of this particular subject. And the Chassam Seifer says it's very hard to give a definitive ruling. If you read what the Chassam Seifer writes, he is inclined to say that you should save yourself. But, you know, we'll leave that to the uh, reader to see the Chassam Seifer inside. Chassam Seifer says there was it was a, actually the debate a... Is, the debate is, there's a dinner with Hayecha Kaidman. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Right. So the Hayecha Kaidman is, is yeah. say that they should leave. On the other hand, right, there's two other things that some Seifer discusses. There's a question is, do you say Hayecha Kaidman by Divrei Ruchdias? Right, so here right. Is the question is, as a leader of a community, as a spiritual leader, maybe there is no din of Hayecha Kaidman as the leader of a community. Right, right. maybe there's a there moral is. obligation to, to be a captain. You know, right, and you Rebel Hanan, Rebel Hanan came back. Um, they say that the Dvar of Ram, right, uh, was in the mm-hmm. Kavna ghetto. He was, the same. He, was, he was given the ability to run. He didn't. The Alexander Rebbe, the Radomska Rebbe didn't. On the other hand, the Satma Rebbe famously did. Um, um, the Ger Rebbe and the Belzer Rebbe left. So you see that on. And it's interesting to note that the Alexander Rebbe said he's not leaving. He was killed. And sadly, most of the Hasidus Alexander disappeared. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, 
But Ger was able to uh, escape. You see the Hasidim that were, were able to escape. And he rebuilt Ger. Just... Yeah, so it's it's a debate. They didn't they? And it's, it hasn't been. You can't really answer such a question. No. Rabbi Hanan, no. you see, Rabbi Hanan came back. Rabbi Hanan came Rabbi back, came and back. and and Rabbi Aaron fled. So it's like it was it was both by the Hasidim and the Litvisha. This was a you know fierce debate. Yes. The interesting thing is. Some Sefer writes that went back to the times of Noi de Behuda, where the Noi de Behuda himself wanted to leave the city of Prague when Prague was in siege, and the community leaders did not allow him. Um, when the city of Mainz was uh, besieged, the city of Mainz sent Rebbeim Harish to Frankfurt. So some Sefer says it's, a, it's an age-old debate. He he wants some Sefer wants to say is it was a machloikis Yermia Hanavi. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai fled the city. This uh, is a very interesting makar. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai uh, fled the city. Yermia Hanavi was in jail. He stayed with the people. You could see the Drush of Chassam Seifer, Hey Tammuz, Page Shin Hey. So it's very hard to, uh, to weigh in and to say that one, one Mahalach is better or is not better. I think one thing we could safely say is that those Admoirim or Gedoilim who were able to flee and, and rebuild their Yeshivas and Chatzerois, so Klai Yisrael today flourishes because of them. But we could equally say that those Gedoilim that were Moisir Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem, it's their blood and their Messias Nefesh that uh, lay the groundwork for the, uh, the future, the, the resurrection and the uh, revivification and... and resurgence of the Jewish people today. My own great-grandfather died al-Kiddush Hashem in the Warsaw Ghetto, and it's a source of pride to, to me, to my family, that he wouldn't abandon the Jewish people in, uh, in their time of distress. So I mean, what's the bigger, greater, greatest accolade is to be a Raya Mahemna, to be a faithful shepherd for the Jewish people. So, Shiwar again, what were the words you heard from your grandfather that, from Rabbi Nachum Zamba's position in, in the Warsaw Ghetto? The words were, they couldn't, they sh- that they, they were not permitted to go like sheep to slaughter. That that was disparaging to the dignity of the Jew. And in order to preserve Kavod Yisrael, they had to wage Mohammed's Mitzvah. That's what my grandfather told me. You know, it wasn't a matter of what the result would be. It was a matter of making the statement that we're not... Uh, we're not going to Shrita House. We're going to stand up for our lives. Um, that echoes the opinion of uh, Rabbi Feingold and Rabbi Seidman that it's a Mohammed's Mitzvah and it's Kiddush Hashem. Well, Mohammed's Mitzvah is where you're fighting to save your life. The argument here would be is that by doing this, they were guaranteeing their death, not saving their lives. So Mohammed's Mitzvah is a difficult argument, no? Ma'ani to to be nisnas in but one could humbly assert that if standing up for Jewish pride is is meroimim karen Yisrael, karen hashchina, karen hatayra, it's meroimim the the honor and the glory of the Jewish people. Where when the kedoshim went, they, the same way. 
they, they didn't die crying. They died dancing in the flames. They died singing Animamen. It's, it's a statement of emuna. It's a statement in belief in the afterlife. Yes, they knew hello, that the, the is, but, uh, Hello, that it is, but Muhammad Smith is it's not. I'm just, I was asking on the point of Muhammad Again, Smith. Again, Muhammad Smith in the, the concept of Look, Muhammad Smitzvah, you can't have Muhammad Smitzvah if it's not Eretz Yisrael. No, no, no. Shulchan says, Goyim Sher Kifu, they come to the Sapir. The Bach says it has a zim Muhammad Smitzvah as Manazeh, even the Chutzlaris. The point that uh, these students of Ramach Zemba make is it's Kiddush Hashem yeah. in the sense of standing up for the honor of the Jewish people. So, in that sense, it's a Muhammad that you need to do, and in the greater sense, it's Muhammad Smitzvah. I think it would be hard to, to categorize it as Mohammed's uh, mitzvah according to the strict halachic interpretation. Unless, unless, again, unless was, Rabbi Glotstein, you yeah. take the position that if the Jews in Europe as a whole had said, look, you want to take us every inch, we're going we're gonna to fight you. Right? If that had been the stance, and there would have been a million German deaths along with the six million Jewish deaths, so if Rabbi Nachum Zambu was saying this should be our position going forward, so him fighting would have a din of a Muhammad Smith because in effect he's creating an atmosphere that will allow, will allow for, for less death. You know, not in his protheistic position, but as he was setting a klal. Yeah, that I don't would, think that would make it a Muhammad Smith. He's saying, yeah, look, you want to take us? Everybody, yeah. everyone you take is, is going to come at you with a gun. So then it would have a dinner of not from him, but for the other, you know, for the rest of them. I think the point was it was limited to the circumstance of the, of the Warsaw Ghetto. It was so that they would not just be liquidated and taken to, to Auschwitz. It was, it was a point of Jewish pride. Yes, it, it, there is a concept of standing up for the, the honor of the Jewish people. Uh, and that's what uh, my grandfather and others maintained that Ramachim Zemba helped. And by the way, the other question that you discussed, whether should they leave or should they stay, the Klichemda, another Polish Yigadol, says Pinchas, the Gemara says he was machnas himself into Sakana. Sara Nisim happened to Pinchas that day that he himself didn't get killed. So the question is, why was he machnas himself into Sakana? And the answer is he was machnas himself into Sakana, Fatsalas Yisrael. So you see that, yeah. he, and he was, he was, he was, uh, he made nicely as, as Brissy Shalom, in other words, he, he got tremendous accolades for doing that. So he says, this is one of the Makairis that you would say that an Adam should be machnas himself in the Sakana, Kratzalos Yisrael, in other words, just as he was, and not, he, he could have said, look, I'm leaving, I, I want to save myself. So it's just from out. Yeah. Two parshas ago, last week's parsha, we had sort of a riot to this, uh, to this, uh, Rabbi Glassine, thank you very much for sharing with us your family memory in this matter. It's so relevant these days of mourning for the for the for the for the base Amigdash. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, thank you for the opportunity, and we should Chali uh, Sol should only hear of Shabbos Tovos and uh, safe and good times. Lanu Chali Sol. Amen. Kol Bye bye.